Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. Then Brisbane has. Hey, you got Marto over there on Morton. Mm. Yeah, I'm ready to um, go home. Oh, no, the, the muscles <laughs> out. You can do some bench pressing. No, You're going to sing it on. Describe what you're seeing no, in front of you. What's his I'm vision seeing, in front of you? I'm seeing Mardo with his hairy chest just out in yeah. his Under Armour black workout singlet with his muscles, his big guns just bulging in the screen He's down the Zoom. fit 60-year-old. i got to say, you're probably the fittest I know. Like, I don't know many blokes over 50. No, but to <laughs> pump you up, you are... Mm. You don't really hang out with that age. No, but probably the fittest. No, the fittest six-year-old we know, mm. which is saying something because we don't I know many. Got, yeah, I've got the bit of a gun. Gun, but you got a gun. Mm. Well, you, how can you have a gun? You've got the gun, but you don't have the other half. You're only allowed to say gun if you're referring to Sonia Krugers. <laughs> oh, can you play that? You've got it over there. You play it. Oh, is it on the desk? Yeah, Kyle. Well, what have we got? Why can't we have a? Here you go, hang on, I got it. Margot, good work, Carling. Here you go. This is from another network, but we'll probably be the same network soon. I think we're merging with them. Either I must have a gluten intolerance and I ate something at lunch that caused that. Or the pictures may have been doctored. Oh, Oh. it doesn't actually say the word. No, there's another there should be another one. No. That's it. Is that it? Yeah, but he says it looks what like about, a gun, right? What Is about this on the podcast? I've accidentally must have pressed uh, voice to text on my phone and it's... It's still going. ...recording everything and it's sending it to my friend about the perfume. Read our conversation back. <laughs> okay. She's yeah. like a... St- uh, what do they call it? A st- stenographer? It like, says, <laughs> are you going to get the muscles out and do some bench pressing? Anything I'm describe what you're saying and funny what I'm saying, I'm saying, Marta, with his hairy chest is out in his under armour <laughs> black workout singlet with his muscles, his big guns bulging down the Zoom screen, oh, possibly the fittest 50-year-old like I know. Ball. Send it. You are not really hung out with that age. The fit, fitter six-year-old we know, which is say something for you. You don't know many of you. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it. I he just pressed I sent it to him. Can you play that? Oh, my God. You're going to say, if you're faring to Santa Cruz, can you play that? You've got it over there. You play Kyle Graham. Oh, no, there's enough there. Oh, Should be God. another one. Is it about what? Call Jackson Bentley. <laughs> Must have pressed voice to text on my phone and it's just sent to her. My God. It's good to think you're having a mental break. Yeah, yeah. That is complete. <laughs> they'll send, they'll send a, uh, assistance. They'll send us so much perfume and go, never contact us again. Here's $4,000. Oh, my Lord. To never speak to us again. Hey, do you want to burn a phone quickly? No. Uh, <laughs> hey, did you get, just in terms of that, did you get that photo? I'm at Morton, anyone who's listening to the podcast, I'm at Morton Island in my shed. Did you get that video I just sent to you? Yeah, the blue There's tongue. There's a blue tongue lizard about, oh, I don't know, 40 centimetres long eating a piece of bread I just tossed tossed aside this morning. Hey. Did you get that? Isn't that cute? He's a happy boy, isn't he? Munching away. Hey. I had one lived in our shed on the Gold Coast. And he was great. I used to drop food out there for him. They're beautiful creatures. We oh. have a, um, a butcher bird that yeah. visits me uh, on the table when I sit and eat my lunch outside mm. and, and I feed, feed him it. and then he yeah. goes back and or she goes back and she feeds it to another bird in the tree. Little baby. Mm. Must be. Yeah. And then when you're not there, she go, where's my food and just drop a big shit on your table. On my right table, yeah. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> Here's that food back. <laughs> hey, can you see if it's there? Yeah, well, Gunt. Yeah, it hasn't come in yet. I heard you talking to Rick. Oh. It'll come in in a sec. Do Kieran and we'll finish with Gunt. Kieran What's from Kieran Mount Roaring Park, text on 04841045. Oh, I'll just read it to you. We were talking yeah. about how old was your kid when they did what? My mate took his six-week-old to Melbourne Cup. When yeah. my daughter was six months old, I took her Hunt 
took her in harness to the top of Chichen Itza Temple in Mexico, which Gosh. is now closed because five people a year fall to their death. Oh, could have died. He was one of the lucky ones. Mm. Could have died. Just shake me Can, head. I just oh, remembered one. Kath got me last night. I just shake my head and think, lucky to be alive. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Remember, Margot, there used to be the Caxton Street Seafood Festival? They used yes. to block off Caxton Street. Right, I got into a day. fight there once. Yeah. Oh, ro- oh, hold on. Get back to the fight. Mm. But we were we had two kids. Harry would have been about eight weeks old and Hillary was like a year and a little bit in the pram. I turned around, we had the pram parked, we were on the on the wobbler, drinking away, I turned around. There was a bloke ashing into the pram, ashing at Durham. <laughs> <laughs> on the we head? We looked at each other and went, I don't know whether we can go out anymore. <laughs> Which kid was getting ashed on? Harry. I think it was Harry, Harry? just yeah. on his body. But I was going, mate, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Just, anyway. That's great. I love yeah, that. Party, yeah. I love All that. All right, fight anyway. quickly. Hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll fight. We'll, oh, and then go. We'll fight it, King. Oh, look, yeah. it was a long time ago. Yeah. Corey and I were there with some friends and some guy was heckling Corey and I yeah. basically told him to fuck off. And he pushed me and I punched him and then he pushed me again. Did you land it on him? Yeah. Where'd you get him? On the chin. Yeah. And uh, he pushed me. Punch. You're bloody powerful. And I punched him, and I think yeah. he got more of a fright than anything. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. And then punched. he pushed me back, and I fell over. Um, oh. And then oh, shit. Corey went to, like, go after him, but a bouncer grabbed Corey yeah. before he could hit him. So my girlfriend punched him instead. Wow. It's been a total clown show. Mm, absolutely. And Corey got arrested for hitting his own No, wife he didn't get arrested. Two two together. <laughs> no, but it ended up the paper the next day. Uh, I think the headline was... Doing that old crime, you've got to do that old time. It was back yeah. when they used to serve you those um, <laughs> yeah. double Smirnoff blacks. You just smash them and Oh, those spastic. things were rocket fuel. They were rocket fuel. Holy, Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to finish? Good day, though. Finish Why don't they do Good that anymore? Day. Because of that. Between you and me, Marto, you're mates with um, the Caxton boys, the Farquhars. I'm friends with the Gambaros. We should um, have a team meeting. Get honeybees and kittens on board. Yeah. Say, as long Dan's as, friends with them. Well, through Lutzi. As long as they say, <laughs> as if you and Corey don't come, or if there's a fight brewing, we'll do it again. I'm hey, a lover um, now, not a fighter. That was back in I, my youth. <laughs> oh, we got to get to Gunt. What do you want to do now? Oh, look, can I just tell you a funny yeah. Caxton story? So, yeah, how Ross Farquhar, the yeah. owner of you know, the two brothers. Ross and Steve. Steve. Are, do you, Dan, do you know Steve, the other brother? He played the last game for Queensland before Origin. He was the 5'8 for Queensland, but that's right. just a little tidbit. Thank you. But Ross is there. Yeah, he's the one with the goatee. So Ross tossed a couple of my mates out one night out of the Caxton, and they should have known better. They were both over 50 at this stage. And he said, right, you blokes. You, uh, you, you were out, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were standing right in front of him. And my mate grabbed hold of his goatee. This is the owner of the Caxton, grabbed it and pulled it really hard. And he said, no, mate, we'll decide when we go. Both of them have now got a lifetime ban from the Caxton. <laughs> there's just a, there's a cautionary tale. Mm. Owners of pubs do not like to be grabbed by the goatee. Well, again. Doing that old crime, you've got to do that old time. So shame, you, know, you know who I was with? Oh, Jesus. Um, do you want to get to gun to or not? On the flight on the no. way home, oh, the, yeah. all the great pub hoteliers of yeah, Queensland, and the Storybridge Hotel, Richard Deary. He Deary, was on my flight what a, home. What a great uh, Then you had Bernie Hogan, who's the head of yeah. the Queensland's Hotels Associations. Uh, and then there was Mr. himself, Mr. Maguire, Richard Maguire of Maguire Hotels. Oh, my God. That it is. It was an incredible like, flight home. It, it None of them is. sitting in business class, too, which says a lot, I think, because rich people. Times are tough, huh? Like to hold on to their money. Yep. All right. Does anyone want to mention any other people they know who own pubs, or do you want to hear Kyle say gunt? 
Well, have well, I ever told you about Trump from the North? Photos of you the other day where the Daily Mail were inferring that you had some sort of gunt yes. that you were pregnant. Yes. Sonia Kruger. Yes. Yeah, like she, it was just the angle of the dress. Clearly, anyone could tell. Oh, yeah. oh it was it, so weird, yeah. actually. Even I got a shock when I saw those pictures. Did you think, wow, you know, from that angle, I'm no good. That's funny because no I, know the, I know the pictures. Cole, they weren't referring that she had a gunt. They were that's just, what we're all saying They were here. inferring that, that she was pregnant. We get pulled up for saying shit. We're not allowed to say shit after seven, but Cole and Jackie O say, Gunt twice in their ad break mm. and get paid two hundred million dollars to do it. Allegedly. You two wombats got up me for asking the Barnsley about his hairy ass. <laughs> I know. Well, it's it's different. Horses for courses, isn't it? I, I've been banned from playing this after seven. Fuck off. Mm. And what about the other one? You know, our Formula One friend that we were talking oh, about. Yeah, I'm not allowed. To not allowed to play this anymore. Did you delete oh. it? No, it should be in there. What the Daniel Ricciardo thing? We were talking about Daniel Ricciardo in the Formula yeah, One. Talking about who? Daniel Ricciardo. Not allowed to that play can't anymore. be on air anymore. Today I feel. It's just a little slip up. Isn't it? Today I feel. <laughs> Listen, let me see. Down this. Today I feel. Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Not funny. No. We've been down this track before. Mm. I remember getting called into a meeting years ago and the white ball was there, you know, our old boss Rex, and he uh, started, he said there was there's a bit too much swearing going on on the show, <laughs> la, la, la. I said, well, listen, what, what's in and what's out? So he started writing the list. And the F's and C's came up the top. No, F's and C's came first. But and did then, he write the C word? Like, did he write yeah, yeah. the whole thing? Right. I said, well, let's write a list so we all know what we can't say <laughs> on you're air. walking past and that then, meeting. And then, then the, <laughs> can we say tits? No tits. No, no you can't tits. say tits. Can we say norks? Can we say boobs? We just went through every word for dick and boobs and any ticked or crossed. <laughs> That's a sketch. That is a working dog sketch. <laughs> exactly. You're living inside What there. about prune tang? Was that on there? <laughs> no, we, I don't think that word was invented. Yeah. That That's a modern Word, Speaking of Daniel that. Ricardo, um, yeah. did you bring up if you could fart? On the- yes, Can I fart? What? Can I fart? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That's Marto in here in the studio. He bends over to pick up a pen off the desk and slips out. Um, what about our producers out there have written a little note on the screen saying Alex and me have our backpacks on here ready to go home. This has been a long one, isn't it? Um, they make us sit in here doing interviews with numpties from SAS and all sorts of places yeah. until 9.30 sometimes and we've oh, held them up till 9.12. Well, apparently on the show to, on Monday we have Tiger Woods, Taylor Swift, Joe Jerry Biden. Seinfeld, Joe Biden's playing you can't say that. I can't wait yeah. to hear Joe Biden do you can't say that. How does this work again? We just told you, Joe. Oh, who am I speaking to? <laughs> Joe, just... Oh, Joe. Get out of here, you so, filthy animals. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Get an adult diaper okay. for Joe. See ya. Right, are we done? Done. Okay. I'm going to up the shop. Triple M Breakfast. Love a bit of this. New music on Triple M. Not often we get to do that. Update the catalogue. And new music by one of our favourites as well. Jimmy Barnes. Black and blue. He's getting better. Jimmy. (laughs) Uh, Hello, first of all. How on earth is your voice still that good? What is your regimen to protect your instrument after years and years of the destruction that you've put it through? It still sounds incredible. (laughs) My, my voice is like a Mack truck. It's hard to start. Once you get it going, you can't stop it. Like a good diesel engine. They get better like when they diesel do, engine. do more that, than no, a million but it, I Literally, literally the, uh, somehow, you know, in the early days of Colchester, I taught myself to sing using certain type 
part of my vocal cords. It's not like a normal voice. So you don't, it doesn't get the same wear and tear that other people do. I think that the fact that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, for quite a while now, I've been looking after myself, you know, because I used yeah. to go real hard. Yeah. And, and even though my vocal cords were made of steel, the rest of me was falling apart. Um, <laughs> but now, now they're all sort of working together in tandem. So I'm, I'm really healthy, really good. And I think I'm probably singing better than I ever have. It was much like that diesel engine. The chassis was rusting off it. The engine was still going. But now <laughs> you've exactly cu- you cut the rust I'm out, back. Jimmy. Yeah, you're back. You're I'm better back. than ever. Black and blue, <laughs> singles out today. Tell us about this Mushroom 50 concert that's going on on November 26th. This must have been a hell of a thing to pull together, mate. Yeah, well, Mushrooms, Mushroom 50th. You know, I'm, I was I sang at the Mushroom 25th. I've been I've been with Mushroom since 1983, right. and uh, you know, and I and I remember being a fan of Mushroom records way back in 72, 73 when they started. And the first song I ever heard on Mushroom was Black and Blue. So when we came to the 50th anniversary, which is this big celebration of mush, all things Mushroom records and Mushroom promotions, yeah. I wanted to do the first song that they ever did. Uh, Oh. As, as to tip my hat to Michael. How did he survive and go take the next step after that? He'd love music and he'd go out and he'd see someone that everybody else would go, ah, nah, this isn't going to work, and he'd, and he'd right. back it. And I remember it gave him, that gave confidence to bands like myself and, you know, Roast Tattoo and In Excess and, yeah. you know, Cold Chisel and all that oh, sort of yeah. stuff. So, He's the one that so took we got, we got a lot to thank him for. He took Kylie Minogue International with the locomotion. He just saw something there and that was he, his he, was, he did it. And, he, and Kylie, you know, you look at Kylie, who's who's gone from you know, a soap star to bloody megastar, you know. Mm. she's. I mean, whether you, you like or hate Kylie, she's a girl who's so sharp and so, you know, she's on the case and, and always reinvent herself, you know? I see where Kylie started a six-month residency at the Venetian in Vegas. Would you ever do anything like that? Like, night after night after night at the same uh, well, you know what, I, I could, but you know, you'd have to, you'd have to really, re- you have to have a, you have a big repertoire, and you'd have to, you know, you couldn't play the same oh. thing every night. You'd Jimmy, have to have just sort of. Jimmy, yeah. do you remember your days at Cold Chisel? You got a few sl- songs <laughs> you, up your sleeve, you've mate. Got the catalogue, mate. Yeah, 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 right yeah, 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 no, but you just have to have more rehearsal ready. You go, you couldn't play the same thing every night. You go nuts. I'd end up jumping on the tables yeah. and kicking people's kicking people's drinks over. You know, hey, Jimmy, uh, you know, Jimmy, I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, you know, a touring musician, you get to dictate your shows, and you've got more control than you do in Vegas, but. Is the draw card for Vegas the money? When you've got someone like Kylie who's got dancers and buddy, oh, you know, the reveals and they've got a whole show, it's much easier to do that in, in a purpose built theatre. You just hand it, it over to them. You, know, you, you, you look at, you look at someone. Yeah. yeah, you look at someone like Taylor Swift and that, you know, as big as the biggest acts in the world, that but it costs them a fortune to to move and, and to build and rehearse and ca- transport all those people everywhere. For someone like Kylie, she's doing this show and what she's done is she's probably condensed, you know, all her great shows that she's done over the years into this one theatre show and it's there and, and it works every night because everybody's into one place. I Jimmy think that's probably, the, that's probably the attraction. Yeah, <laughs> what a privilege, mate. Uh, black and blue is the song, but the colour I'm interested in is gold. I want to see you in Kylie's gold hot pants oh, sometime. Yeah. Oh, mate, nobody wants to see that. No, oh, we need it. <laughs> we need that. We need that. Jim, Jimmy, just quickly, have you got a hairy ass? Like, I'll put my hand <laughs> up. Just go away, would you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> black and blue is the song covering Chain there. The first song on the See, they would, never, they would never have asked Kylie that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I would have. <laughs> she would have. You horrible person, you. <laughs> Mushroom 50 right. concert, November 26th, and Black and Blue singles out today. Jimmy Barnes, always a pleasure, sir. I feel like we talk to you every month and we're not mad about it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Good on you guys. Nice to talk to you. Mono, Margo, and Dan on Triple M. A world champion 
on our very doorstep, a, a wood-chopping world champion, Jamie Head from Burpengary. He's going to be joining us in about 10 minutes' time. Hey, speaking of world champions, someone that won't ever be one is Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he's up, <laughs> Won't be a world champion. I mean, he's gone close a couple of times, but he, he won't ever get there, I don't think. Uh, we do love him, though. He's a bit of a rock star. He's the rock star of the F1. It's safe to say uh, mm. everybody knows who Daniel Ricciardo is. Uh, the well, shoey bloke. Well, not everybody. Some people can't pronounce their names properly, but that's okay. Um, Billy, uh, what's his name? Oh, um, yeah. you've... I, I'm not playing the, the, the mispronunciation. No. I've been, ba- um, I've been banned from playing. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of rock stars, though, you two's frontman. Daniel Ritardo. No, no, okay. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> I, I hesitated. Anyway, uh, speaking of rock stars, you two's frontman Bono currently doing a residency in uh, Las Vegas at the Sphere, Marta. We haven't really talked about the Sphere a lot. I'm not sure if everybody's aware of it, but it's this huge venue event space. It's not even just for concerts. It's for anything and everything. It's just this massive, big dome-like shape, and it's just lit up. With LED like lights and you describe the sphere, sphere as a dome, you a big dome. A sphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, More people know what a sphere is than know Daniel Ritardo. <laughs> uh, but two billion dollars it cost. Two billion, two billion, yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's massive. It's unbelievable. A- any, it's any, con- any construction expert will tell you it's always very difficult to build a round thing. It's a little bit harder than. Square what about thing. a dome? Is that? Mm. What about a big curved ball? <laughs> like a sphere. Back onto with it. no bottom on it. <laughs> Back um, to you two. Anyway, you two have been doing their residency there, yeah. and they've just finished up, announced that they've finished up because they're giving Las Vegas back to the F1. The F1 uh, Grand Prix has finally returned to Las Vegas since 1982. It hasn't been there, and it's on wow. next weekend. Uh, yeah. And uh, Bono thought he'd do a bit of gear. Uh, when talking about finishing up the residency and uh, and giving the weekend to the F1, just in case anyone wasn't familiar with the Formula One and mm. some of the great names of Formula One, Bono summed it up perfectly. On the drums, Max Verstappen. <laughs> on the bass, Lewis Hamilton. On the bass. And on guitar, the Monaco model himself, Charles Leclerc. On vocals... Daniel Ricardo. Oh. Yeah. Daniel Ricardo got a call up. He got a Did call Bono up. Did just call himself Daniel Ricardo? Bono said... called himself Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> Rockstar v Rockstar. Incredible of stuff. All of the drivers he could have picked. He went. Yeah, down, yeah. He could have gone Nicky Lauda. <laughs> Michael gone. Schumacher. Yes, he went down your car. That's and when he tried to describe Michael what Schumacher. Formula One, well, <laughs> sorry, when he tried to describe, <laughs> yeah, when he tried to describe Formula One and explain it to the punters uh, out there in, in the audience, he said it's <laughs> like Formula One explained. Well, it's no, he did. Rockets He's, going it, fast. Yeah, well, he <laughs> said he said it's like um, it's if Formula One drivers uh, yeah. jumping into a rocket and trying yeah. to stop it from orbiting into space. I yeah. don't know how they do wow. it, and sometimes they. Fail. And, some t- and that's why we watch. Yes. Some, sometimes they do get they airborne. Crash. They get yeah. a little bit airborne and flip over. Anyway, Bono, I think he's lost the plot. But anyway, he's having a break. Uh, a mental break. <laughs> yeah, whoever's doing marketing in Las Vegas needs to pay rise. They're getting all, like, the boxing's happening over there. The NRL's mm. happening over there. The Grand Prix's back. Any They've gambling? Got the Sphere. They've got some gambling Maybe going no on. No gambling because, you know, the F- you know what happens when you gamble, oh, Marto? You've got to get a dog up, yeah. Get a dog up, yeah. Why no, you they- win some, you lose more. Why do they ever cancel the F1 in Las Vegas? Vegas. It is the yeah. perfect it's made, city. It's, Mate, it's, it's in a, a desert. Town. It's in the middle of a desert. It was built by mobsters so they could run casinos. It's at the back of, like, America. It's the perfect place to have an F1. It's good. Get it back there. 
We done? Mm. We're done. Yeah, cool. I've lost the plot like Bono. We've lost the plot. <laughs> Triple M breakfast. All right, let's have a go at this. Triple M Breakfast's RBT game. We're going to fire it up on Fridays. RBT is on Thursday nights. So we'll bring you the best of mm. Marto, Margo. I don't know the result either. We can all play. You can play in yep. your car right now. Alex, is he going to register a positive or negative result? 21-year-old P player Alex and his mates are next. Drug test, mate. Any illegal drugs the last few days? No. Where are you guys off to? Right you going to jail, are you? Yeah. Who oh. are you visiting? My brother. Okay, fair enough. Go on those two tabs there. What do I do? Two, top, top of your tongue and drag it forward. Now you do it. Top of your tongue and drag it forward. Now you do it. He tried to get the cop to do the, the test for him. His brother's in jail. Mm. He's taking him drugs. What do you think, Margo? Mm, I'm with Marto. I reckon he's taking the drugs to yeah, his brother, I don't think not taking yeah, them not, himself. Right, they're not internal. They're still external. They're still right. external. Well, Is it just marijuana that stays in your system for the longest period of time? Is it like up to six months, a hair I test? You can still be tested and then it's... It's, yeah, it's... yeah, it sits in your fat apparently. Yeah, and then yeah, other drugs are out sort of within 24 they're, to 48 hours. What just, are they testing? They're just tongue scraping. Methamphetamine well, generally comes your, up, doesn't it? All on your tongue, right? So it's quicker. Why are you insinuating Alex might have had a crack sort of like 72 hours before visiting his Maybe. brother in jail? Well, if it's on a Thursday night, Maybe he had a big night Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is good to go. You're going to jail. You don't go, oh, geez, I need some drugs to get me through that, do you? No, and I maybe they might dead. screen you at the facility where you go mm, to visit. Saturday. So maybe he's straight and narrow. I'm so negative. negative. No, I'm so negative. All right. Okay, Alex, you've been, uh, the results come back as negative. Yes. So, company officers are finished with you. You're ready to go. Not a drug user. I'm the good child, the angel child. <laughs> ah, good nah. stuff, Alex. There's always one in every family that lets yeah, us right down. Yeah. All right, what's, what's Joel up to? Gregory neutral, mate. Who, in a classic L-plate move, stalls his car? Oh, dear. Uh, break off. Righto. Hold it there. Hold it there. You got your licence there, mate? Yeah. How long goes your last drink? 30 minutes, 35 minutes. How many have you had? You're on a learner. Couldn't hear how many he had. He had four. Oh, four. But he's a learner, matter. so you've got to be zero. <laughs> so I'm going to say positive. Yes, yeah, so I'm going very positive. Well, at this point in time, you failed the breath test. You're yeah. under arrest. Yeah. We're going up to the bus up here for a uh, breath analysis. Yeah. Well done, everybody. Don't drink and drive, you bloody just idiot. Just throw him with Alex and he can go straight to jail. Yeah. He should have been arrested just for stalling his car yeah. more than anything. What an idiot. All right, two from two. It's embarrassing. Let's go the hat this trick here. This is easy. This is Owen. Have you done any drugs recently? Yes, marijuana. He aced the breath test, but this drug test could be the straw that wrings the chicken's neck. You smoke casually or with friends? Oh, just whenever I can. Yeah. Whenever I can afford it, but yeah, <laughs> on an occasional basis here and there. Times are tough. You see one of your mates, Marty? Cross living cross. I, I reckon he had one. I reckon he had a bong three minutes earlier. <laughs> So you're going positive. I'm going positive. Yeah, I'm going to say positive. Yeah, just to stick with the team endeavour, I'll go positive as well. Okay, come on, three from three. Let's go. Come on, come on, mate. Come on. Come on. Thanks for your patience. The result of the drug test today shows that you're negative. But what does his better half have to say? What? Doesn't do it in front of myself and the kids, so doesn't worry me. Oh, come on, guys. They should have tested her. (laughs) Get the Toyota Forklift Advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Marto's Thought on Sport.
Remember on Monday I came in here and said, we've got our latest world champion from Australia, and Dan said, he's from Brizzy. Now, here's a man who is a cut above the rest. After no doubt logging some serious hours of prep, Aussie Jamie Head kept a level one, taking out the hot sore title at the Timber Sports World Championships. Now, even better than Brizzy, as far as I'm aware, Jamie Head, you're from Burpengary, my man. Hello. Hey, how are you? Yeah, that's it. I'm from Burpengary these days. So, Or is it Redcliffe, Jamie, you're from? Nah, yeah. So I grew up in Redcliffe. Uh, I was born in Redcliffe and lived there most of my life. But, um, yeah, moved out to Burpengary to get a bit more land so I could do a bit more training. Isn't it funny when you become a world champion, Jamie, how everyone wants to claim you? Redcliffe are putting their hand up. Burpengary want a piece, mate. Yeah, so yeah, Birmingham have never really claimed me up until this point. So uh, <laughs> pretty much I've been from Redcliffe before now. So, yeah, hopefully I'll fit in a bit better out here now. Jamie, when most of us talk about wood choppers and everything, we think about axes. But I was saying to the guys, oh, on, all he had was a chainsaw. Like, I own three chainsaws and I don't. Like it's, you're not going to cut as fast as Jamie. You've got to hang on head. and pull the trigger. It ha- doesn't look that hard, ha- Jamie. How quick did you do the hot saw, which is three oh, – it's two cookies, down, isn't it? Down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, how quick did you do that, Jamie? Nah. Yeah, well, I, was actually, I actually didn't cut that fast because I cut 8.5 seconds, but I only had to cut three wheels, so I sort of had to take it a bit safe because I only needed uh, three points to win the competition. And if you disqualify, it's worth zero. Uh, right, right. Yeah. But he did that's, it, and that's slow, Marto, eight seconds to get three but cookies But you were holding like a jet ski with a blade on the front of it. It was huge. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was, yeah it's, it's good when you can get them started, but sometimes they're not that easy to uh, get going, let alone hanging on to. I was going to say you got to lift it up. It's pretty heavy, Jamie. What sort of workout are you doing? Some bicep curls or some deadlifts? Uh, yeah, curl a few beers with Dan sometimes. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. We've got audio. The real on that, reason Jamie. you made it on the show on Monday was because you we decided you were the biggest liar we have ever heard. Listen to this. What are you going to do tonight? Uh, not much, mate. I'll probably go to bed. Won't have any beers or anything like that. That's why, Dave. Bullshit. Pants on fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether we've stopped drinking beer since then. But <laughs> Tell us about it, Jamie. You were in Germany, Jamie, yeah. the home of the beer, well, Stuttgart. I always say it's harder to win in Australia than it is the World Championship. You know, we got all the. I think we got the best guys, the best crew in the world. Um, so you know, it'd been a long slog for me just to get a win over here, and you know that sort of set me up pretty good. And I had a good team with the boys behind me over there. You know that they won the World Championship in the teams event, so you know it worked out pretty good. And yeah, I was lucky enough to come away with the gold medal in the individual. Where did it all begin, Jamie? Like, when did you realise you were good at this? Were you an arborist or just in the backyard doing a bit of landscaping one day and went, you know what, I go, I go all right at chopping some wood? I'm actually a fifth-generation wood chopper. Ah, uh, family sport. We've talked so, yeah. about these things, yes. But, yeah, my dad was the first one to get us into the timber sports side of things. He used to go over to America when I was younger and compete there in the early days before it sort of became a world event as you you might be now qualifying Australia and your own country as to go to these world titles. It used to be a bit different where everyone used to just go to America and anyone that was good enough could go and compete. So he was involved in that pretty heavily. Bloody hell. Unreal. Good on you, Jamie. We're bloody proud of you, mate. Yeah, as well done. To have you over there representing right. Australia. We're happy you made it back from Stuttgart as well after the amount of partying going on there. I'm surprised they let you on the plane, mate. I can hardly talk. My voice is nearly gone. <laughs> yeah, you hear it. I don't think we can go past um, asking you, Jamie, before you go. Red Cliff, Dolphins, are they your team? Ooh. 
hundred percent in my team. Jamie. Yeah. I, I left the Broncos for him as soon as they started up. Jamie, I'll put it to you. We'll arrange this, but we're sort of, we give a hand with halftime entertainment sometimes. Would you come on and do a bit of a demo? Oh, yeah, mate. Chop both side. Chop the goalpost down at halftime. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. We'll knock See them if down. you can chop right. through one of Jared Wallace's claws. Oh, I think you'll break your hot saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have to bring the hot saw for that one. Oh, mate. World <laughs> champion, Jamie Head. Good to talk, mate. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good eight. on you, legend. Ripper. We'll catch up with you soon. Model, Margo, and Dan. You can listen in the car wherever you can. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan. I just want to talk about a couple of stars of sport, and uh, it's time to say goodbye to a couple of them. Yesterday, as in retirement or like death? Who died? As in retirement. Oh, okay. As in retirement. There was two big announcements yesterday that may have gone unnoticed by many, but I'm not going to let it go past. Um, Meg Lanning, Australia's finest batsman, a bats person of all time, the captain of Australia. She captained Australia to seven World Cup wins. This is Meg. It's, it's incredible. She scored more runs than any other Australian cricketer, female cricketer. She's got the most tons, most hundreds, and the best average in international women's cricket of all time. She's incredible. You don't hear so much about her because you hear about Alicia Healy, you hear about Elise Perry and all the rest of them. But uh, Meg Lanning yesterday at the age of 31 after 13 years playing for Australia, I think the last 10 of those was captain, said she'd finally hadn't, hasn't got any more spark left in her. I feel like now I've got nothing left to achieve on the international stage. And for me, I... I can't be half in or half out with anything. Mm-hmm. Fairly well, man. She's the key. They are such a wonderful team, that Australian women's cricket team. So she's Gonski. And the other one who we're saying goodbye to is John Millman. Oh, um, you love him, the tennis player. I do love John Millman. And He's I a local, to yeah? A brizzy boy. Yeah, a brizzy boy, a real battler. He was never a real champion. And you, I, don't, you, I don't often talk about it, but my background was tennis my whole life. My mother and I, she took me to every tennis tournament. And then when I was about 15 or 16, I went, chicks don't dig tennis players, but geez, they dig footy players. So I uh, stopped playing tennis. Um, I love tennis. And the I love reason all men play sport, by the way, is to impress exactly Your tennis career has transitioned into pickleball. Like, <laughs> yes, that's about all I can do. It's not about me, it's right. about Milman. Yeah. Milman was incredible. If you don't remember, one of the greatest days I, I saw on TV was the day he beat Roger Federer in five sets at the US oh. Open in 2018. Fabulous. He only won one professional title in his whole career. He's now 34. And as he said yesterday, his body's just rooted. I like to play tennis. Oh, sorry, no. The other one. Yeah, this will be my last um, <laughs> Australian summer. Unfortunately, age has caught up to me. The body's really broken down. It's been a fantastic career. But I'm ready to, to try something else. Let me tell my personal story of John Millman. 2016, Hillary, my daughter, was having her gap year working over in London. And uh, Kath and I went to visit her. And it was June in 2016. And a mate of ours, Brad, who owns... Um, who owns Bob Jane T-Mart at McGregor. He said, i got some tickets. His family was over there. So we went to Wimbledon together, Margot. I'd always wanted oh, to incredible. go. My mother had always wanted to go. It's, you know, I love Wimbledon. Bucket we walked list. in the gates. We walked in the gates, Hillary, Kath and I, and there was one mad mate of Kath's with us. And uh, the other family, Brad and his family, Kyrgios was on one court. And they said, oh, let's go and watch Kyrgios. And I said, I hate Kyrgios. So we didn't go there. I said, Millman's on this back court, okay? I went, I love Millman and everything he stands for because he's a scrapper. He's a fighter. He never gives up. 
So we went and watched him, and there was only about eight people watching at the start. This match, we started drinking Pims and Lemonade. This match <laughs> went for four and a half hours. He was down, down two sets to love against this Spanish brick wall. The guy, you just couldn't beat him. And Millman just summoned, so it was then in the third set... The first time Queenslander went up, and I've just started how Queenslander all over, all over Wimbledon. Queenslanders started going, "What is? What's going on out there?" And the crowd started building. He won the third set. He won the fourth set. The Queenslander crowd. By the end, it would have been 400 um, Queenslanders have just gone there. It was like an origin, and he was firing us up. He was handing drinks out of his own fridge, you know, where they stop out between games. He was handing them to the crowd members. Some of the spectators were cramping up when I. We're now four uh, half hours in, and he's won the fifth set, oh. and I'm just bursting at the seams, and I'm going, oh, that is so good. I said, I've just got to go to the loo to the girls, and I come back, and they're on the court. They've jumped the fence. Kath and Hillary have jumped the fence, <laughs> and I come, and they're at the net hugging Millman oh. at oh the my completion. Oh, my was amazing. The... Millman, I love you forever. We oh. you. One John of the great Millman. days of my life. I like to play tennis. Oh, shut up, yes, Rafa. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Hey, listen, uh, can we just quickly talk about uh, one of our largest retailers here in Australia has been uh, inadvertently linked to the Lebanese, sorry, the Palestinian-Israel conflict. It's uh, very serious. Kmart has pulled its Christmas handbags off the shelves after a complaint over their wording. The Australian Jewish Association took to social media saying Mary Hamas isn't a good look. It appears to be too similar to the terrorist group Hamas. The store has apologised and removed it from sale. Whoopsies. Oh, oh my God. Whoopsies. So let's have a think. Back in March, Kmart would have had their marketing meetings. Right, we've got to look ahead to Christmas. What are we doing? Oh, let's do a handbag. H-A-M. M-A-S, Mary Hamas. Hamas. Don't say it, Mary Hamas. My mum has one of these. She's had one for about five years. The Hamas bag. Mary Hamas. Oh, they've been doing this for years Ages, and it's only mate. now that they're in trouble. I think you'll find Hamas would be most offended by this because they don't eat pork-based products because they're Muslims. So oh, you think that Israel should start shooting bacon rashes over into the Gaza Strip? Oh, Is that where you're heading? Honestly, who does this help? Do you think Benjamin <laughs> Netanyahu's going to come out and go, I just want a big thank you to America for the aircraft carrier and also to Kmart <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> thank you for your service taking the handbags off the How ship. How ridiculous. Jesus, mate. Hey, um, protest. Has anyone complained about hummus yet? At, hummus? Uh, well, because... about today? The hummus, <laughs> hummus terrorist invasion. No, oh, Woolies and Coles will need to pull it from the shelves. It no more hummus for you. Take it If down. I see you dipping into some hummus, I'm going to cancel you <laughs> No more you garlic hummus either. Yeah. It's not good for your breath. Triple M Breakfast. Don't you know Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Four-day school week. What do you think? 0484 10 1045. Text us on that number. Unless you're with Optus, send us a carrier pigeon or <laughs> maybe a smoke signal from West no. End or something. We could see it up the top no. of Caxton Street here. What? Don't be like that. I know it's personal for you, but don't be like that. And, and in fact, yesterday, just talking Optus, a real backlash against them continued. And then they came out with a statement yesterday afternoon. We value our customers' loyalty and are looking at ways to say thank you. But there was no mention of money. Nope. No mention of money. Nope. That's okay. Data. Data. 200 gigs of data. I reckon mm. I use 10 gig. So why month. do you have 200 gig? Well, I don't want it. 
But they're giving it to me to say sorry, Mike. Oh, they're giving you 200 gigs worth of yeah. data. Yeah. How nice of that. I've been apologising all day. Oh, well, that makes it better. She was saying hey, sorry. Hey, listen, customers, here's a few views of some of their customers in relation Absolutely to the apology. Absolutely has to be on the table. I assume Optus expects its customers to pay on time and the same rules should apply in reverse. It's been a total clown show and they need to provide an adequate response now in terms of compensation. I love that bloke. Play him again. That'd be... It's been a total clown show. <laughs> well, <laughs> their CEO responded with a bit of that gear and a custard pie, and that's about it. Go up there. How was that? Yes. <laughs> See you on the tightrope. Thank you for your service. Right, we want to get to this four-day school week as well. Text us your thoughts, 0484101045. It's Triple M, Marto, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Merry Rexmas. Yeah. I think four days in a row, Marto, we've sent people back to Victoria, which tells me that people like to escape a few up Victoria. Here, yeah, they like to come on up. You know, tensions in every workplace escalate sometimes. You, you need to talk to each other. You need to sort things out. Oh, dear, what's happened? Happens around here as well. You know, we wake up with each other. So that's kind of the most vulnerable part of your day. It's a good thing we're not armed. Morgan Royston found himself in the danger zone when daring to ruin the long-awaited sequel to Tom Cruise's 80s Hollywood hit. Oh, I love the little pun at the beginning what, what, there. Yeah. Found himself in the on? danger zone. Highway to oh, please don't. the oh, okay. danger zone. This is a love police station, Marto, where this happened. And, you know, and what's happened? movie spoilers are very frustrating. If you're looking forward to seeing a big film, biggest film of the year. Like Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Someone threatens to spoil it to you. Right. Th- that's irritating. I don't know if I go to these lengths. Though. The probationary officer was inside Sydney's Day Street Police Station in May last year when Constable Dominic Gaynor warned against spoiling the end of Maverick before pulling his loaded pistol and pointing it at his junior colleague for five seconds. Oh my lord! Oh, this is great. He was looking down the side, apparently. He didn't have his finger on the trigger. He had it on the guard outside, but it's still a loaded pistol. That's a good threat. I mean, that's a bit... Um, I would have thought a tasering maximum. Taser, taser, taser! Get to the ground! Spoiler. I think we're Don't tell me safe. it gets the girl in the end. Don't tell me it gets the girl in the end. I what, don't want to know. What's the spoiler for Top Gun, Marto? Tom Cruise wins. Yeah. Tom Cruise becomes Always a hero wins. in a movie that he made, yeah. Of course he strange. wins. Mm. Or maybe he was... Concerned that he'd spoil the fact that the mayor of the Gold Coast is actually in Top Gun. You remember the appearance? Oh, that was a need for speed. What a wonderful He's in cameo. the sequel. Yeah. It's Marto and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Do it. Oh, talk dirty to me. It never ends. Footy's still going. If you're unaware, our wonderful Brisbane Lions girls are into the semi-finals tomorrow afternoon. They play. Adelaide, 2pm, and I'll tell you, we've got one of their stars of the midfield. She is a ball magnet, 22-year-old, Belle Dawes. Morning, love. Thanks for the intro. I think you mean Belle Clutch Dawes, Belle. Good morning. Morning. How you guys going? You seem up and about, Belle. How's the vibe around the club, mate? Oh, different to the um, round nine week, for sure. We definitely love a win, and it definitely against Melbourne, so the vibes are high. Finals are on. We're up and about. That was amazing last weekend against Melbourne. Now, what drove that? Because they were the top team, la, la, la. Yeah, I think a little bit from um, the last round of the year, Mm. last year. We've honestly just been waiting for that. A bit of redemption, 
but I think just a lot of our pieces of our puzzle fit throughout the season. And out at home at Springfield Bell in front of a home crowd. Which is so good. We're we're making it. We're making it a bit more of a fortress out there now. It's it's starting to become that. Bell, did we just miss out on the million-dollar prize at the lines of the combined prize between the men and the women's games, right? The, the, we did. Yeah, I know. We we'll, we'll, blame, we'll blame the blokes for that. Me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nah, I think the win, honestly, for me, the win felt better against Melbourne, but, yeah, yeah a million would have been nice. Not going to lie. Do you have much interaction between the two teams? Yeah, 100%, especially with the new facility now at Brighton yeah. Home. We just run into each other all the time and – share the gym and yeah we all become pretty good friends which is good but all right let's go through come on. So it's a bit, bit more hours yep. now at the moment who's, who's any stoinking oh okay margot wants to know margot any stoinking any crossover uh, in the change rooms as well or oh, maybe no, in the no no not no. none of that keep <laughs> them separated is that yeah, boring <laughs> there used to be a rule when we played footy you'd ne- you could never go out with the cheer girls or any of that sort of stuff are there rules surrounding that AFL, AFL. Honestly, I oh, don't know. It, it had to cross my mind to ask. Um, oh, no. Could you imagine you know, the jeans, though, the jean pool oh, yeah. bell, though, of Jeez, AFL is to come? Oscar, who's yep. your who's your tallest girl? Dakota, is she the tallest? Nah, nah Talia Hickey, Talia Hickey in Iraq. Right, Could you imagine her, her and in the big O? Could oh, you imagine right. the, her in the big O? <laughs> the breed of tallness that <laughs> they would ensue? Who would you be in the men's team, Bell? Who would you be? Like a humic luggage? Oh. No, I'd, I'd want to be looking Neil. I Absolutely. want to say that with a okay. great soul. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, who's yeah. the biggest pest on the um, all the teams, AFLW and the, the men's team? Who's the biggest pest in the locker room? Oh, we've got a few on ours. <laughs> Dakota Davidson. You, you, she's a bit of a pest on the field, honestly. I can say that. <laughs> what does she do? She just – she's – the chat she throws is great. You know, she'll get in your head. But it's funny, you know what I mean? It's just so left field. She's a competitor. Um, so, She's a competitor. Yeah, she's very funny. She's my funny daughter guy. rucked against her. She played plays also plays for Uni at Queensland. I remember my daughter plays for the um, Grange, Wilston Grange, Gorillas Bell. Dakota marked her one day about two years ago. I thought my daughter was going to die. <laughs> She is the toughest girl. Is that the Craig, moment Hillary Craig quit Mar- AFL? Yeah, yeah, my daughter stopped playing soon after that, so you can thank Dakota. Oh, Craig, that's probably why she got drafted. Craig would have been in the crowd there. Yeah, he was AFL. there. Yeah. Yep. Hey, so you mentioned Craig. Lions AFLW coach Craig Starcevich. He's signed on again this week. So can you. You've got to sign up to be a Brisbane Lions member. Why Take your you? place in the pride Honestly. with the Lions. Ready to roar in 2024. Go well. Bell doors tomorrow. Thanks, guys. 2pm take on Adelaide, the semi-final. Thanks for your time, legend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good on you, mate. Triple M Breakfast. We're talking about the idea of this, well, we're saying four-day school week, Marto, but details aren't exactly specific on how the reduction might look, but it's to up productivity. Well, that's the idea behind it anyway, amongst school kids, saying maybe if they go a bit less, maybe they'll be more engaged when they're there. That's incredible. And are you, that's in public schools, they've announced it. Well, the Queensland schools. government are pushing it for the public system, yes. Yeah, I think the and private you know, schools will make you go even less than that and then charge you more. That's how Everyone knows that's the theory of private schools. The more you pay, the less you go. So they'll be onto this like a uh, seagull onto a chip. They'll love it. Now, we're getting some calls in, one triple three five three about how this would work, but we spoke to Cresta Richardson earlier, Marto, who's the president of the Teachers' Union here in Queensland. I've got some bits and pieces of her. Well, I think the thing that we wanted to know, first and foremost, is what are the benefits of this and how is this going to work? So we know in schools where it happens, it's it's really valued because it gives teachers time within school time where they can sit around and have a chat, they can talk about kids, they can do their planning, they can talk about how they can modify assessment and, you know, take kids to that next level. So enabling that time within school time is really valued. 
And apparently, Cresta, there's examples where flexibility is already occurring, eh? There are schools that um, finish a little bit early for 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 and 12. And I think within the procedure, it talks about either being seniors or, um, you know, specific subjects or cohorts. Obviously, this sort of model is a little bit more easily done in secondary schools. I actually had this 20 years ago when I was in grade 12. We only went to school four days what a week. What do you mean? Yeah. What? We had Wednesday really? off. We would do math and English early on two days, like Tuesday, Thursday. And then the okay. rest of Wednesday used to be form class, which was nothing, and then sport in the afternoon. So they said, we'll just wipe that out. Put but what did you do on, the, on that? Oh, here, right, this is what will interest me. But what did you do on that uh, day off? Whatever well, he wanted. After well, you. I was a sixteen-year-old boy. What do you think I was? Yeah, I think the yeah. thing is, is, is kids aren't go attending school as much, with, you know, and parents aren't governing it as much because they can't make them go. You can't force them. You can't drag them out of bed and and send them off. There's been a decline in attendance rates. Why Homeschooling, not? I think, <laughs> off the back of COVID, there's been a huge uptake in homeschooling. More parents are keeping their kids at home and schooling them because the value of education is viewed so differently now. You don't need to go. You know, you don't need to finish well, you school. Can, you can maybe you if you're a dedicated student. You can do work placement. You can do it remotely as well. Hey, we had one more bit with Cresta here. Cresta Richardson, President, Queensland Teachers Union. And we asked her about, okay, well, I immediately think I've got two kids. My wife and I both work full time as much as this job is full time. Who's going to be taking care of them? How will it work? This is where the consultation is really important. And we all know through COVID that there were different models that were implemented in schools. You know, where there's supervision that is still required, then that is obviously really important because we have a duty of care to students. So consultation is really important. Um, trials and reviews of if of those modified school hours are really important and that's part of the process. So I think it's really important that your listeners know that. Well, they've got questions. One triple three five three. Do you want to get involved? Do you want to take one here quickly? Yeah, Lindsay and Burp and Gary, one triple three five three, four day school week. What would it look like for your family? Uh, Redcliffe already do it. Redcliffe High have been doing like an early finish on a Friday. Yep. And it's like there's no extra productivity, maybe for elite students, but students that are in the middle, it's just a free, it's just a free day. Yeah, there's just more kids out on the streets or, uh, you know, they yeah, used to call them latchkey kids, you know, where they just go home and they just be at home with no parental supervision. Well, the thing is, when they get to finish grade 12, you go to a workplace, <laughs> there's no... Oh, knock off early on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You, oh, you're some workplaces there, are Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, Lindsay. What are you setting them up for? Because they do a four-day week and then you go into the real world and that's a five-day well, week. Well, yeah, you, they finish school, like they finish in November and then my young fellow is doing an apprenticeship and it took him probably, he was up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning to get to work and he'd done that, but it was a stretch. It was a stretch to do that, and the school doesn't set them up for that. Do you think it leans into the motto of work smarter, not harder, perhaps, maybe? No, no not for a kid, not for a, not for a boy. Yeah. yeah. You're right, they, they need, need to work. They need yeah. supervision. Yeah, like, he, like you, the teacher, like he wasn't, he computer savvy, but he's not on top of his school. We were on top of his schoolwork, and it doesn't work. Well, that's the problem right. with teenage well, some, boys, some, Lindsay, the internet. Some people are already living it. Give us your feedback from that. There'll yeah. be teachers who'll go, nah, this won't work. This is hopeless. Tina and Springwood's here. Morning, Tina. Thoughts? Well, I kind of look at it this way. On your show a few weeks ago, you were talking about how many teachers were actually leaving the employment of being teachers. Mm. So are they pushing parents into putting more kids into private schools? Or... You know, what? also other people have said, oh, you know, well, the elite students and the middle-of-the-range students, what about the struggling kids? Yeah. Mm. What about the kids with the dyslexia and stuff like that? Teachers have to teach 
so much content in one week, they don't even have time, to, most of the time, to go and do revision. So how are these going to kids... How's it going to work for these kids? Are they going to open up free trade schools to help them? What's their, you know, what's the other thing that they're going to do to help all the kids that need to be helped? Tina, you, you're sounding a bit like a teacher because every teacher I talk no, to, no, I'm a hairdresser. Goes, oh right, and I, I had three, three, three teachers in yesterday that yeah. were all complaining about the content being too big. Thank They're you. not having they, enough time to teach what they need to teach, which is, you know, reading, writing and math. Yeah. Yep. And it goes from prep all the way through to grade 12. So why take more time off these kids? We want to push them into the workforce. We want to teach them the right things that you need to work five days a week. Going to work four days, that's what I'm saying, oh, I'm just going to work when I want to work. Phones are already a massive problem in the workplace. Mm. So then you're only teaching them to be more on all these things. I just think that a four-day week for kids is ridiculous. We're trying to teach them to become responsible adults. From what I gather, Tina, and you know your teachers as well, I've got a fair few friends who are teachers, they spend most of their time doing paperwork and justification paperwork and covering their ass. I feel like this is an easy option for the the state government, right? I think that instead of reviewing the education system that's in place and what we're teaching kids, I mean, uh, my kids often, at least once a week, will say, do we have to go to school today, Mum? You know, uh, Memphis was talking about platies or Play-Doh, like like learning stuff in history. I'm like, why the hell do you need to know that? Like, come on. Pilates. Not Pilates. Well, that actually, it's, it's a good like, business. Plato? It's a good business model. But, like, I think the Plato. way that we she view education, yeah. the, way, yeah. the way we view education, I think, needs to change. Well, Listen, but this the, is the a change, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Couldn't you, uh, Marto, you could send a kid to do something they're actually interested in. Like, maybe they want to become a hairdresser. Tina could have yeah, an apprentice Dan, one day. It's got to happen. We, we've been so focused on sending kids all the way through to grade 12. I'm sorry. A lot of them need to finish up in grade 10 or maybe go two days a week because we agree. ain't got enough tradespeople. It's um, a same mindset. We can't build anything. As, you know, paying off your mortgage, you know, like you're just constantly working towards this end of goal that ultimately, you know, like your kid finishing grade 12, it looks all really lovely and and great, but it might not be suitable for all kids. I don't think it is suitable for all kids, you know, and buying a house isn't suitable for all people. You can rent And Andrew's got another angle. Andrew from Redcliffe. Yeah, mate, what do you got? How are you going, guys? Good morning. Yeah, good, mate. What do you reckon? Four-day working uh, school week? I reckon it's outrageous. How am I meant to work and my wife meant to go to work full time like 90% of Queenslanders and who's looking after my kids? That's exactly right. Yep. So they're going to the have internet, to... I believe. They're going to have to implement something else on that other day. Flexible whether it's working trade, hours in the workforce. Yeah, or when I did it, I did this 20 years ago. I went, but it was grade 12, I was 16, so my parents just left me at home to my own devices. For some kids, that is not going to work. Not I mean, there is, there is suggestions that it, the crime rate will go up if kids aren't in school. There's going to be more kids out on the street, but I think no, no, the no. kids that aren't going to school are already <laughs> yeah. out on the street anyway. Yeah, yeah, so I think, I think so. that, you know... Interesting, oh, look, huh? Be, yeah. But I agree with you, Margot, that something needs to be done. But I think this could maybe be the thing if they do it right. What's that other day? Are you dedicated? Are you focused? Have you found something you enjoy? And is that day going to be the day for you to go and do that? Because I think thing? Learning, like learning from home is valuable too. I think right. we learned during COVID that, you know, we viewed how we work and how we learn differently. I really enjoyed the homeschooling process with my four kids. Whoa, um, whoa, I think whoa, whoa, engaging I, with no, them. No, you didn't. Hang on, pull her up. No, you didn't. I remember you complaining every 
single day <laughs> oh, that you'd become a teacher. I did not. Um, no, but just the engagement and realising that, you know, at lunchtime we'd pull up stumps. That was it for the day. And then it was go outside, play, learn, be creative. Imagine you know, Margo kick the ball teacher, around. Midday, righto, guys. Let's go. Out we go. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it five days. Just finish earlier every day. What about that? I've got the summary here of your actual homeschooling adventures, Margo. It's been a total clown show. <laughs> Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. It was only last week that we uh, watched the vision on the news of the fires ripping through Tara out west of uh, Toowoomba. And they're not on the screen anymore, but uh, the devastation still lingers. And uh, we do, we just want to refresh everyone's memory about uh, what went on out there and, and if anyone from the city could possibly help. And uh, Karen, you're from Bracken Hi. Ridge, but you've got a link to Tara. I do. My son and his family live out there now. How are they? They're fine. They only just got out after managing to get their animals and they've got a bus. They live on a bus and they have a Nissan patrol and they managed to get all their animals and my granddaughter and his beautiful wife onto the bus and the truck. And they got just what, down the what? road where the fires were and then the bus broke down. So, so the bus was like Noah's Ark. They all, the animals were on the bus. <laughs> two by two. Yeah. yeah what animals? Like he's got chickens and ducks and he's got cows now and... Yeah, it was just a massive event. So easy to forget, hey, Karen, you know, when you're not seeing it across the, you know, the news outlets on the TV or in the paper, but the impact lives on for a really long time. Uh, Have they been back to their property to assess the damage? Yeah, they went back to their property and they lost a lot, but they didn't lose as much as what other people have. And the reason we're ringing you, Karen, is we've been told that you've been heading out there dropping off goods and donations and helping with the clean-up. Yep. How's, yep. that, how's that been emotionally for you? I ha- it hasn't sunk in yet. It's just a matter of work, 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 and um, just try and get some normality back into the town. Mm. Well, what what, what else do you need, Karen? What else do you need? What, how can the people of Brisbane help and let us know where to go and what to do? If anyone out there is able to help, if they're able to contact the radio station to get my details, we're after building materials. So chicken wire, wire, posts for um, holding up corrugated iron, if they've got corrugated iron, um, nails and screws, guttering, concreting equipment, tents, solar um, inverters so that people can charge their phones so they can have lights. We need lights. Water tanks because I saw a heat melted. Oh, my gosh. I see these. Massive. People don't have any water on their property and they desperately need water for their animals. But like camping fridges, portaloos, oh my gosh, they're desperately in need of portaloos. Okay. Because all of that's gone. Anything. Someone's building up from the ground up, essentially, whatever you've got that could help them. Call us, 13353. Karen, you're happy for us to pass your details on. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And my girlfriends and I will. We'll get on to that. Thank you so much. Easy, no, mate. thank you, Karen. Excellent. Too good. One triple three five three. Call us. Snowy and Alex will be waiting. Like there's a few hire companies around town. Give us a yell if you can help Karen and all the Tara people out. Triple M Breakfast. That's actually the song that Marto's going to mow your lawn to <laughs> in, in a bikini. Smugglers. Oof. Maybe it's a bad, bad thing bad, on Triple M. Mitch in the morning's already applied to have you out at his joint. He said, "Can you bring oh, your brush cutter?" Mm. He said he'll do the blowing as well after in the gym suit. Jimmy Barnes, he needs a brush cutter. <laughs> oh, not that bit.
Oh, come on, Dan. Come on, guys. You've only had three hours to get it right. Come on, mate. It's time to wrap it up. The wheels are falling off, aren't they? Queensland is calling. Fly Rex from Brisbane to Charleville, Quilby or Birdsville and discover the real outback. Book at rex.com.au. Have you Marto. seen where they fly? They fly to Esperance, yeah, King Island, Lismore, we're Maria. We're trying to listen. <laughs> Wagga Wagga. Let's fly to Wagga Wagga. How what did you just say? Did anyone know Wagga Wagga is further north than Canberra? Yeah, it is. Isn't Wagga Wagga in New South Wales? Canberra's in the ACT, which is below New South Wales? No. Well, the ACT's in New South Wales, isn't it? No, but it's at the bottom. Yeah, you also fly to Melbourne. They fly to Sydney, Townsville, mm. Cairns, anyway, Adelaide, we want, we Melbourne. Anyway, we want to send someone somewhere yeah. because we understand that times are tough and people haven't been able to get home, COVID, borders were locked, all that sort Here. of nonsense. Here, grab this one. Peter from Logan Home. Hi, Peter. Hi, how are you? Peter, do you yeah, want to go somewhere? I certainly do. Where would you like to go? I want to head down to Adelaide, where I'm from, to see my dad. Um, how long has it yeah. been since you've seen him? Um, it's probably a few months now. Um, he's been diagnosed with dementia oh. and I'd have to say one of the coolest diseases out there. And, yeah. um, oh. he's at the last stage of dementia now. Oh. And I tried oh. to book flights for next week for my husband and my sons to go down and it was going to cost two and a half grand. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Then, That's awful. Yeah. And then I was going to, then I got an email through Jetstar that I could fly to Bali for four nights with accommodation and flights for $345 per person. How does that and work? And I'm just like, no joke. I'm just, I'm really desperate to see my day because I know he's not going to remember who I am soon. Mm. So every moment counts. Here we are trying to encourage travel within our own country to, you know, put back into our economy. Exactly. And they're encouraged to go to Bali, 400 bucks. I'm going to Bali, Peter. Well, that's, but you're going to Adelaide, babe. Unless, Peter, just an idea. You don't want to whip the old man out of Adelaide and get it into Mississippi. Yeah. (laughs) Potato head, maybe. (laughs) Thank you so much. I so appreciate you so much. No, don't thank us. Thank Rex. Rex. Thank you, Rex. You're amazing. Mm. I've heard nothing but amazing things about Rex. Yeah, they're good. But unfortunately, they didn't Mm. have flights that I could jump on. We'll work it out. You're going. Thank you so much, guys. And I really appreciate this Triple M and Rex. Really, really appreciate it. You've made my day. On your oh, you are no very worries. welcome, Peter. Save Potato Head for another time, mate. Go and see the old man and have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have an awesome day, guys. Thank you. You too. Or Rexmas, as we're calling it. Rexmas.com.au. Queensland is calling. Charleville, Quilpie, Birdsville. But they do the major centres too, as we mentioned. So we'll get Peter home. And they go to Adelaide. For Christmas. In Adelaide. All right. Now I can play the traffic. It's a schmozzle, isn't it? Knock this thing on the head up next. Get Mitch in the morning on air.